This is food on KNKX. I'm Ed Ronco, just south of Seattle. A new development called Tequila Village is bringing people together from across the neighborhood and across the world. Affordable housing is connected to a library, a seasonal farmer's market, and a global food hall called Spice Bridge. Now, Spice Bridge is home to Global to Locals Food Business Incubator. This is a two-year program that supports women of color and immigrants who want to start food businesses. KNKX food commentator Nancy Leeson and I went there, met some of the people who are starting their food businesses, and sampled some really good West African and Cambodian food. Nancy Spice Bridge is nearly 3,000 square feet. It has a commercial kitchen, four cook stations, four food retail stalls, and a large community dining area. But I want to talk about that big kitchen. Yeah, we had a chance to go back there. And at one of the stovetops, Adama Jame, with her hair tied up in a colorful wrap, prepared a goat dish for a customer. What are you making? Well, right now I'm making goat dibi. It's a street food, a famous street food in the Gambia and Senegal. And it's going to be served with our famous jollof rice. So Adama and her sister Umi Sala are growing a business, a Fela Jollof Catering. Now, a Fela means tastes good. And jollof is a word for the local people, but also refers to a national rice dish. It's a dish that's present in all events, weddings, funerals, christenings, whatever events that they are gatherings. The main dish is the jollof rice that we call cheb. They serve Senegambian food. That's actually the food of two West African countries. Senegal, a former French colony, actually contains the Gambia, a former British colony that surrounds a river of the same name. Two languages, two countries, but they enjoy the same flavors. Right, and Adama and Umi want to introduce more people to Senegambian cooking and to make a living at it. They cooked for their friends and neighbors, but they had not thought of starting a business. Until one of our nieces tried to start giving people to cook way too good to just stay in here. So you need to go out there and get yourself exposed. They reached out to the Food Innovation Network, which manages the food business incubator. Eventually, they connected to Spice Bridge, where they started to build their business. So through them, we were able to obtain a business license, public health, you know, all those processes that mm -hmm. were very overwhelming, that making us scared mm -hmm. to go out there and do it on our own was made easy and possible yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. And here we are now, feeling like celebrating. Yeah, and she says right there, you know, they feel like celebrating. At a big stainless steel table next to Adama and Umi is Terry Nyaid the owner of Terry Cambodian Food. She's mixing up a bright herbal paste in a mortar and pestle. It's a mix of turmeric and garlic, lemongrass and macroot lime leaves and galangal. Um, so we use a lot of lemongrass. That's the French rate from us, from our neighbor country. Uh, we paste our lemongrass and uh, herbs and roots all together. That's our signature is, is that paste. Terry learned how to cook from her mother. By just watching how she cooks, what kind of ingredients she uses. So that's very much I, I learned, and, and just by memory. She used to think that wasn't good enough, just home cooking. But she doesn't talk that way anymore. Uh, we are as good as anyone else and as healthy as anyone else. And, you know, our ingredient is always from scratch. And people who know Cambodian food, they know we start from scratch. While the U.S. has plenty of Asian foods, Terry says Cambodian food is still 
not accessible or easily found. Um, so you really, you Google it, you kind of, uh, a lot of time will take you to Lao or Thai mm-hmm. uh, restaurant, still is, until I came along. <laughs> uh, so if you Google Cambodian food, you'll find me. But um, Cambodian food is still behind. Still underrepresented, she says, unlike, say, Thai or Vietnamese food, which we see everywhere around here. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, um, the time that we went through, the, the killing field, the Khmer Rouge. The Khmer Rouge was an autocratic regime in Cambodia, and in the late 1970s, they dragged the country through a horrific period where nearly two million people were killed through torture, retaliation, genocide... One in four Cambodians was murdered. It, and a lot of the people who knows our uh, culture food, and a lot of them are eliminated. And I think that really took a lot of, uh, of our uh, Cambodian spirits. Terry and her family left Cambodia during that time, and she came to the U.S. as a teen. Today, as an adult, Terry carries her culture and nourishes the spirit of her culture by cooking in the old Cambodian way. Mortar, pestle, and all. You know, uh, I sometimes wonder my, why my ancestor likes it this way. <laughs> and a lot of Cambodians, uh, they do ask you, do you paste or your uh, blender? Use yeah. a blender. So if you use a blender, they, they just feel like it's not the core of our, our ingredients. So you have to paste it. That's where they feel you get all the flavor and the aroma of what it should be. Terry massages the paste into the chicken, touching this chicken like as she would at home. She's she's it's like she's in love with the stuff and for good reason. I want everything to get a chance to marinate it together. Mm-hmm. And so I always like, hey guys, talk to each other. And once you're done, I know you guys are gonna be gorgeous and delicious. So <laughs> I talk to my food. We were talking to her food when yes, we, we tried were. to do. We were saying, <laughs> you are the most amazing thing I've eaten and I can't remember when. I could not wait to get back to the table. And I think we were fighting with our forks over. We were. Who, you know, did you get the, this piece of chicken or we had this combination <laughs> platter, had this incredible meatball on it. I, I'm serious. That was, the, that was the best thing I've eaten and I can't remember when. Knowing how to keep up with King County Health Code, how to get a business license, how to scale up your business are all important and necessary things to learn. But the reason to do all that, the destination, looks something like joy. Hmm. That moment where a person tries your food, maybe for the first time, and their eyes open wide. Much like ours did, I'm sure. And I have to say, Nancy, that one of my favorite moments was when Adama remembered giving a a group of students a sample of the two drinks they make, both very fresh, one of them ginger, one hibiscus. They were like, when I gave them samples, oh, this stuff is so freaking good that you can't even choose. (laughs) (laughs) Spice Bridge uh, is open six days a week in Tequila. And to learn more, you know, whether you want to eat this amazing food or cook your own amazing food, you can head over to foodinnovationnetwork.org. And Nancy, we had such a great time there. Let's go back soon. Anytime.